A good day and welcome to episode 78 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steven. As always, I'm joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. Present. He is present and accounted for. And this week, once again, joined by the man who always has the high ground and he's always happy to be back, Matt O'Neill. How are you? Always happy to be back, Steve. Always. I'm so glad always to be good here. To it's be like your here. third in a row, isn't it? Oh my God. I know. I am exhausted. He's, <laughs> he hasn't left but that I'm ready chair for at all. Three more episodes. <laughs> yeah, so we did this. We did the Avengers. He's just been stuck in that chair. Oh we haven't God. let him leave. It's very rank. It is. <laughs> I can smell you from it here. Is not You're pretty. coming through. <laughs> The computer. I didn't know my internet was strong enough for that because we've had so many video and audio issues that all of a sudden mm. scent is working. So kudos to Verizon Fios, I suppose. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd rather not have it, if we're being honest. Um, but yeah, that actually is a good point because people are probably wondering, it's like, where have Christine and Kate been? Uh, but what we're doing now is we've kind of switched it up where we pose topics beforehand and then people who want to talk on them will come on. So it'll be kind of different moving forward. But hey, I imagine if you've been listening to us for 77 previous episodes, you're enjoying what you're hearing. So we're going to keep doing it. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. Matt's shaking his head no, but we'll find out. Next week on the Plus One Player Podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> but how are you both doing? You doing well? You look great. Thanks. Yeah. I feel dead inside. Oh, no. Well, jeez. <laughs> What's going on in my life? Oh, it's very foggy today. Ah, uh, yeah. Which it's... I like because fog for me equates to mysterious. I'm a very mysterious person. You are. Oh. If anybody has paid attention to any of the characters you portray in the, the various intro games we do, Mystery mm. is your middle name. It's actually Matt Mystery Martinez. It's Triple M. Tri- oh. Triple M. Whoa. Yeah. Get ready. Coming in starring, WWE next wrestling? season. <laughs> starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, no. oh. Vin Diesel is be a- Triple M. <laughs> I think you're much taller than Vin Diesel. He's a pretty short guy from what, I, what I've been told. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's only what like five What was that Shadow eight. movie he was in? What? Riddick? The... Yes. Shadow oh, movie? I don't know if it was a Shadow <laughs> a movie. He was like, wasn't he like a blind guy in it? I don't know. I didn't. I admittedly yeah, he haven't could, seen like, it. He could he's... Arya people. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think Arya does it better anyway. But anywho, Matto, how are you? I'm doing fine, Steve. Also had a long week, but I'm energized, ready to talk about it's, stuff. It's Me only too, Wednesday. Man. It's, <laughs> so. I agree with him, though. It's It's been a long week. I don't know. It's just something about it. I think it's because it I've had the past couple of Fridays off, and I don't have this Friday off, so I'm I'm just staring death in the face. That's it's a so nightmare far situation. It really is. But other than that, I'm doing all right. You know, things have been. We had I had a fun weekend, as I mentioned on a, a on the Game of Thrones and Avengers uh, episodes. Went to Burlington, Vermont, with some friends for a friend's bachelor party. We had a great time. Oh, yeah. I was very tired. I loved the Game of Thrones episode. I loved chatting about Avengers Endgame. So go check out all that cool shit on our YouTube channel because we have some awesome new videos and we're gonna be doing more of it. So go check out all that fun stuff. Burlington, is that where they do like those bar reaction videos? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> it's called the Burlington Bar. They do like all those like reaction videos for like all the episodes. Hmm. Oh, that's where that's done from? I don't know. Oh, I don't well, know. It's called the Burlington Bar. I don't know if it's in Burlington. If anybody knows it's the actually answer. Actually, inside the Burlington Coat Factory Oh. in Patchwork. <laughs> of course. That, that makes total sense. <laughs> 
Very yeah, so as I was saying, go check out the YouTube channel and please subscribe to us because we need to get to 100 subscribers so we can actually get our own YouTube channel name instead of just having to have this ridiculous URL. So we would really appreciate yes. the help because we love you guys so much. A lot of people interested in the expanse on the internet. Yeah, I was very, very vocal group very of impressed people. with that. Mm. I think we're going to have to just keep talking about the expanse. And I think when the when yep, it comes out, okay. we're going to have to all watch it. So now I'm going to have to catch up on the expanse. So uh, you are. I'm going to have to do it, but it, it'll be worth it. And uh, as we move forward, you'll notice that Manny is not with us because uh, he's in the wasteland. And that's that. That's that. <laughs> Give it away free Dreamcasts in the Wasteland. He is. He sure is. It's crazy. I didn't know you could carry that into the Wasteland. So benevolent. Nope. It is. It's impressive. He's a, he's a mage. Anywho, we do have to keep the house clean, so please, as always, follow us on social media. We are at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram, and we also have Facebook, which is facebook.com slash plus one player. So go check out all of our social media sites, which will keep you up to date on everything going on on the website, which of course is plus one player.com. So go check us out there and find all of our articles, all the podcasts and some of the cool videos we've been posting, which will link you to our YouTube channel, which again, I please implore you to subscribe to so we can get our own URL. <laughs> that would be swell. I'd love you all please. so much. Please do it. <laughs> and also on the website, you can find links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plus one player. That is where we're streaming our Game of Thrones reaction show every Sunday night, live after the episode. So come on and join the chat. We're having a great time, and uh, it's always fun to kind of give knee-jerk reactions right after watching something. So come on and join that at twitch.tv slash plus one player. And also on the website and in the Twitter bio, find a link to our Discord. We have a great group of folks, so if you want to join that community, come on in. We're having great conversations about video games, movies, TV, and just great jokes, memes, all the cool stuff, you know, all the things the kids are doing these days. So come on and join the Discord community, unless, of course, you're racist, in which case I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones with you, so get the fuck out of here. And after all that, if you've enjoyed the content we produce and if you enjoy hanging out in the Discord, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it could possibly be. We have an amazing group of supporters and we would love it if you would join that group. And of course, can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter, the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands, but I will tell you all about that before the topic as I normally do. So episode 78 is ready to go because the house is clean. We're ready to rock. We got high energy. It's been a long week. Happy Wednesday. Matt, what are we talking about on episode 78? Episode 78. We are talking, well, we're going to play Pass the Sticks because we haven't updated you all on what video games we're playing. That's true. Uh, That is true. And then the topic of the pod is going to be a conversation on some of the most popular video games right now. You may know them as video games in the battle royale genre and we're actually going to dive into some metrics that's some wild numbers <laughs> it's very wild and then move into what we think the next big hit might be um and what components would make up uh, a next big hit and what components seem to have made up ones in the past that'll be my favorite part because that's when we just get to wildly speculate which i think I think we do pretty well. Yes. I also have some concrete ideas, though. Oh! Based on what we've seen in the past. I'm going for wild Um, speculation, so mm, that'll be a good bounce. Jeff Stranding. Just like Thanos would want. Everything perfectly balanced. Yes. And that other guy from Batman. Uh, Yes. Ra's al Ghul. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) And we're finishing up with patch notes as... Well, we don't actually do that every time. So we don't. Some interesting news out lately, so we'll discuss some news topics with you. So why don't we start off with Pass the Sticks, 
who wants to go first? Who wants the controller? Well, let's see. I've been playing around. We've got a got a few games, but uh, one I've been playing that I didn't expect to see myself playing. Uh, I, I brought this up a few episodes ago. Uh, I've been oh, playing some oh more. Oh no, Dark Souls Three! Wow, uh, wow! Still playing it. Still playing it. Did not expect to be saying that, but uh, I just beat the Deacons of the Deep, which was not a hard boss fight at all, really. It's probably the (laughs) might be the easiest one so far. It was just a bunch of monks standing in a room, and you just hack them to pieces and (laughs) kill these like fat ones come out, and then you kill them, Mm. and then like one guy shows up or something, and you kill him, and then it's just over. It's sort that doesn't of a, sound as bad. Yeah, it's sort of a layup can, when you compare it to like some of the other more severe, <laughs> I want to say, boss fights. That one's yeah. kind of. I think they try to do something differently, and it's like, no. Eh. Well, I'm impressed with you because, like, I I got. I'm impressed too. I got my ass whooped by the first boss in Bloodborne. I just haven't gone back to it because I can't psych myself up to be like, oh, I need to <laughs> fight a bunch of smaller guys to get more Molotov cocktails and then go fight this thing. So credit to you <laughs> i still think like yeah the first boss of dark souls 3 might be the one that killed me the most still yeah just because Which one's that it's like i dear gundrix something like that he's just like a big dude with a huge spear that just beats the shit out of you oh man because you're like a baby that doesn't know what they're doing and they're like nope fuck you here's my spear fight this guy and then he turns into a giant slime monster <laughs> but yeah I've, I've been actually uh i've been enjoying myself having fun still not sure um would be saying that you know a week from now when i hit the next right. boss because i think i've gotten past the last of the like quote unquote like beginners bosses and now from yeah, this yeah. point on it's like okay here's the real game yeah mm. So now that I'm not looking forward to. Mm. <laughs> so I'll let you know. I'll update you next, next time I'm on. That works. Next time. Tune in next week for Matt gets his ass kicked in Dark Souls 3. <laughs> I fucking hate this game. <laughs> That's all you're playing? <sighs> okay, I guess we played some more. Uh, oh, we started playing uh, Diablo 3. Ooh. With, uh, with Christine. Oh, I was going to talk about that. Well, you can talk about it then. Because I haven't I played that. Diab- I, you played it more, so you two talk about it. Well, <laughs> give me the sticks then. I, oh, okay, here, take them. I wasn't holding Jeez. you. No need to get hostile during Pass the Sticks, gentlemen. This is supposed to be a noble game. <laughs> this is a game of nobility. Game of honor. Yes. Civility. You have no honor. You, you have, have no honor. No honor. Well, I've been playing Diablo 3. <laughs> oh, just you. <laughs> With Connor. And I can see why people... And... and to preface it, I played it when it came out, too. I'm just revisiting it because who knows? Yeah. And, well, I know. Looking Just looking for co-op games to play with people, really. And I can see why it just didn't hold up as well as, like, Diablo 2. Um, also, they charged $20 for for you to buy the Necromancer. Huh. That was kind of crazy. I didn't do $20 for one class. It's like, What? What is going on here? How much does the game cost? I don't even know. I've had it for forever. But the expansion is 30. Yeah. And you get the expansion plus a class. Then you have to buy another class. Did the class cost $20, the Crusader, and then the expansion's $10? Like, what? What is happening? I was a fan of Necromancy Um, in uh, Skyrim, so. I love 
necromancers big fan and warlocks yeah and anything that is evil and involves magic conjuring up dramora lords was my and then diablo 2 oh yeah (laughs) diablo 2 necromancy was my or necromancer was my main class so it's just disappointing i haven't bought it yet if it goes on sale i'll buy it but yeah yeah it's been it's fun to sort of just play it's it's kind of mindless right now because we're on normal and it oh my god it's so easy on normal yeah so we we have to switch the difficulty level and probably switch to like seasonal characters you're gonna become a real gamer playing on hard (laughs) yes but the other thing too is that path of exile is free and way more complex and interesting so we might try that too it is Mm. it really is i mean the tree is like the skill tree it's like the human genome it's insane it's actually based on the human genome (gasps) (laughs) just as many combinations (laughs) of little things (laughs) yeah so that's diablo 3 honestly and and then we've been playing more risk of rain 2 which is in early access you guys have been getting a lot of work out of that game it's so fun it's really like just if you just want to sit down like have mindless like crazy fun well it's not mindless it's not, for me there's a strategy there's, involved there's but for you i could strategy. understand there's an element i wouldn't say it's overly strategic <laughs> yeah i can't wait for more updates to come I, to the game i do game, yeah though. i can't wait that's awesome it is very fun it's lots and lots of fun nice i think that's all i've played well world warcraft always <laughs> just throw that in there <laughs> jesus the sound was not necessary i'm almost <laughs> done with the the storyline so that'll be nice are you almost about well, to get actually, to the heart no, of asgard not, because jesus christ no <laughs> um <laughs> what am i doing right now in that game in wow i am waiting to get uh, honored reputation with the zandalari trolls so that i can advance my storyline i also did go to dark shore and killed some of champion of the alliance but then malfurion and tyrand whisperwind showed up and they killed one of one of the valor i don't know how to say the name which is basically they were like resurrecting people for sylvanas and they killed one and so the other one was really upset and nathanos was like oh now we must go back to the trolls you bitch <laughs> so things aren't looking good for sylvanas oh no yikes <laughs> indeed i also didn't know so i was reading in my lore book Jeez. that malfurion <laughs> is the one that oh, took Jesus the demon soul Christ. and aimed it at the well of eternity causing the sundering oh man God. i can't believe but he did it I can't believe he to did close it. the portal for uh which Sargeras was trying to come through with the rest of the Burning Legion. No. Yes! And then the entire continent broke up. So that's why all these expansions have so many little islands in it. It's because it's just the remnants of the main continent. Color me shocked. (laughs) Just, I'm a shocked boy. That's what I am. (laughs) This is going to be on the next episode of Of Course Lorehurst. So I hope you were listening. Oh, yeah. That game. (laughs) That game is a, was a real hoot when you rigged it so you somehow won. <laughs> That's the point. As the host. Question's going to be, who destroyed the Well of Eternity? Does anybody know? Mal- Malathorn. 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 
mal malfeasance mal malafor steam bottle <laughs> maleficent rage storm well steve here's here's the sticks got him you can have them taking them playing with the sticks all these games mm -hmm. so played a bunch of katana zero played through that and review is on I the website that. of course i loved it i thought it was a really fun game it's it's one of those games that kind of keeps you going back for more because it is like one hit kills so when you do get hit by the enemies you die but the the story of the game is there's this drug called chronos that because you're like some amazing warrior you're obviously a katana wielding assassin and so you mm. get this drug that's called chronos and you're able to manipulate time and basically see into the future so that's the things that you're doing aren't really the the live thing it's basically like test runs and then once you finally get through without dying that's like okay this will work and it's cool because i know i've talked to a couple of people and some people don't like this mechanic but after you complete a stage it's like all right let's watch that again and it actually shows you what you did without showing like when you use the slow time mechanic or different things like that so it's kind of cool oh, and it's, uh it's like a super hot yeah it, it's very yeah. much like that and it uh the story's cool because it unfolds in unexpected ways and it kept me wanting to find out more i don't want to spoil that story because i think it is a fun one to to, to go through it, it it leaves off with some question marks for sure and i'm hoping that there's more to come because I really enjoyed that. And I've actually, like, on the road trip up to Vermont, I pulled it out and just started playing it again because it's mm. really a fun game. I, I highly recommend it. I think it's only 15 bucks by ASCIISoft, and I played it on Switch. Uh, I think it's on Steam, too. I, I could be wrong there. Uh, no, no, it is on Steam. It is. So I've also been playing Yuppie Psycho, which is a pretty <laughs> cool game. You ever heard of Yuppie Psycho? <laughs> so me. Yuppie Psycho is by Barack Decay, and... Basically what it is, is you're this young kid, like fresh out of school pretty much, and you get this letter from uh, Sinesta Corp, and it's this corporation that's like, we want you to come work for us, and they're supposed to be like this incredibly like profound corporation with these high-level people working there, and you get there, and it's kind of like an RPG type deal, and there's like some survival horror to it too, which is kind of cool. There's, I've already started to uncover some of the horror elements, and there actually have been some like really creepy moments where I'm like, oh shit, I kind of want to play this game with like headphones and the lights off now. But it starts yeah. off like all pleasant, like the music's light. You walk into the lobby, like there's this woman sitting there, you talk to her, and it's like a friendly conversation. Then you go talk to this guy at the elevator, and he asks you like where you got your suit, and you're like, my mother got it for me at the supermarket, <laughs> which I didn't know they sold suits at the supermarket. And the guy, the guy's just like, what class are you? And you're like, class D or whatever it is. And it's like, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. So you're like a low class kid. Oh. And then you find out once you start working there, you get to like talk to everybody, which is fun. It's like those little RPG elements. And the artwork yeah. is very cool. There's a very fun save feature. I really don't want to spoil that because once you figure out how it's, there's no autosave, which is a nice touch because I feel like we're spoiled with autosave almost. Like obviously mm -hmm. I love autosave, but it is fun to go back to a game that takes that away from you and forces you to use some strategy with it. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to spoil what that is because when you kind of find out it's a, it's a fun little not, not a nod, but it's like a fun little moment when you kind of realize what that save feature is. And you figure out that there's like this witch who's in the building and like you keep seeing like these <gasps> things. It's like kill the witch, kill the witch. And it's me. It might be you, but it's really fun. I, I wish I had more time with it. Like honestly, the past couple weeks I've been busy. My time to game has been limited, but I'm going to be going back to that this weekend. I'm very excited. That one is on Steam as well. I definitely recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It just came out on the 25th. 
And lastly, I've only played a little bit of Days Gone. Admittedly, I need to play more. I understand it's getting a lot of mixed reviews for sure. So far, I can see myself spending a lot of time with this game. I do have one big complaint, which is the crafting system. What? Because you have to hold L1 to open your menu. Uh-huh, yeah. Then you have to hold the right analog stick in the direction of the item that you want to craft. And then you have to hold R1 to craft it or hold R2 to use it. Why the fuck am I having to hold three buttons to do anything that simple in 2019? <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Pain. Yeah. You need to and, be immersed into the world of the apocalypse. You have to be angry see, at everything. See, I could accept that if The Last of Us already didn't have a very good me- crafting mechanic. <laughs> like, the, the Last of Us was literally, you just open your menu, and then you go to whatever you do, and you just hold one button. That's it. Like, pretty much every other crafting mechanic. So, that is a gripe, but it, it almost makes sense. I never sense. craft. Really? Wow. I, I play a lot of games where crafting just, comes into play. So do I. You just never yeah, craft? I just never do it. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how you get through games. I feel like <laughs> some of it's them just like, if I'm going to gonna play a video game... I don't want to sit there building a hammer. Well, it's not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's like, not necessarily that. It's like building like med kits and things you, like that. You might need to build health or like ammo. Like the Last of Us worked because you had to build health kits with the stuff it. you had, and you had to build um, like explosive cans with nails in it. So you had to get like can like nails, cans, and all that shit. And make it anyway. I digress. No one's ever truly gone. That's true. No one's ever truly gone. But I'm. I am. <laughs> I am enjoying the story elements and I am enjoying the world itself. The world is very creepy and I think using stealth is kind of the, the way I want to approach this entire game as best as I can. I don't think the shooting mechanics are all that great. I think that they could be better. Uh, I noticed that they've patched it like six times since last week because I just got mm-hmm. another patch for 1.07 today. Wow. So... What? And again, I haven't been been able to play it since this weekend, so maybe some of that might be fixed. But I also kind of need to tinker with the aiming sensitivity, perhaps. But I, when I'm approaching it in a stealth manner, it's very fun. It's tense, like you. The hordes. I haven't seen a huge one yet. I've only seen smaller hordes, but those ones, man, you just have to really work with like getting around them. I think it's a pretty cool element. I'm still reserving my judgment. Um, my review will be out when it's out. Honestly, like this is a game I'm going to have to put a substantial amount of time into because there's there's a lot to do. But as the early stages go, I'm I'm invested. I'm into it. I'm going to put more time in. I think I'll enjoy it, but who knows? We'll see when the credits roll, as they say. But that's it. That's what and I've been playing. And the heads. And the heads. Lots of zombie heads. Or freaker heads, <laughs> excuse me. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Oh, and, uh, sounds like my kind of game. <laughs> you might be into it. Hordes of Freakers. Hordes of Freakers. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. And it sounds like we've all been playing some fun games. So if any of you out there have been playing anything that you'd like to talk about, give us a call at 347-509-5620. And before we get into the topic of the podcast, I do have to mention that the show is sponsored by Nerdiest Brands. And if you don't know, Nerdiest Bands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. Back to you, Matt. All right, we're going to move on to our topic of the pod, where we're eventually going to talk about the next big hit. But to lay the foundation for that discussion... We want to talk about the current big hits 
the numbers. How many people are playing these games? How many people are watching these games? Lots and lots. And to give you context, the topic came out of this idea that I was talking about where I was like, hey, I feel like Battle Royales are sort of on their way out. They're not as popular. I don't see like as many people talking about them in just like the general community. And then Steve posted a bunch of articles where like Apex Legends player count has been like steadily increasing. Like Fortnite's count has been steadily increasing. And I was like, oh, damn. I guess I was wrong. I think it's just never going away. (laughs) Yeah. Then we found some more interesting stats around actual viewership. Yep. Which is a little surprising, as we'll see. But maybe we should start out with some of the player base numbers. Yes. So let me pull up those ones. About two months ago, there was an article on PC Games that said Apex Legends player count tops 50 million. So this came out in March, which is obviously a little bit ago. But, you know, if you're keeping traffic at home, Apex Legends took eight hours to reach 1 million players, 24 hours to reach 2.5 million, 72 hours to reach 10 million. A week later, that number hit 25 million, with a peak of concurrent player count higher of more than 2 million. And it shows no sign of stopping. So that article has shown a steady increase. Um, I don't think we could find something more recent than that. We could not. And so it's totally possible in the past two months there's been a plateau or a drop-off, but I would, based on these other stats, I would guess not. And then for Fortnite, which is, as everyone knows, is very, very popular. Super um, popular Also, <laughs> as of Yeah, also as of March 2019, 250 million Fortnite players in total, and this is from Business Apps, uh, highest monthly active Fortnite players was in August of 2018, which was 78 million. So that's an interesting stat. <laughs> There's also stats around like a lot of these players are yeah. young in the 18 to 24 range, over 50% basically. And then Epic Games reported that there was 78.3 million active Fortnite players in August 2018. That's where that number came from. The record number of concurrent Fortnite players stood at 8.3 million, which was during the game's launch in South Korea. So again, big jumps in numbers of players or like yeah. registered accounts, which is like also two different things, you know, like concurrent players, registered accounts. Yeah, that's the big one is the concurrent players because like any because I have a registered Fortnite account. I played the game like twice. So <laughs> Right. And yeah. do they count how do they get that number? Is it anyone with an Epic launcher or an Epic account? Is yeah. it someone who's downloaded Fortnite on their Epic launcher? I might count as one of those because I'm pretty sure I downloaded Fortnite and just and then like never played it. Yeah, and just uninstalled. It. <laughs> I got to two games <laughs> and I was like, funny. well, I just, I just, I, I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad. So those were really interesting because it proved my original point wrong, which is that, oh, I feel like, you know, not as many people are, are playing or anything like that. But then we did some research into Twitch viewership. Yep. And that's where we found some interesting things. So this is from Twitch Metrics. And this was last updated a day ago. So yesterday, which was April 30th, because we're recording this on the 1st of May. Happy May Day. Oh, it's May finally May. Also in May. Shout out to Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this article is the most watched games or stats was the most watched games on Twitch, ranked by total viewership hours in the last thirty days. So yep. it's hours live times the average viewers. And so Fortnite is number one at that with 
100 million viewer hours. Number two is League of Legends. And I think that's surprising because it's not Apex Legends. Mm. Like, think of how huge Apex Legends was when it launched. Yeah. It's like all anybody talks about. Mm-hmm. I'm, see, that it, that's what, one of the things I kind of wanted to bring up since before we get into some other things. Uh, yeah. That Apex Legends on this list is number nine at 25 million viewer hours. And number nine. It, it That one jumped out at me as being a little shocking because I've played Fortnite. I've played Apex. Mechanically, I think Apex is just a better all-around game. But then that's when I start to see that Fortnite appeals to so many different groups of gamers in a sense because of its style like apex can probably almost turn itself off to a lot of people because maybe it looks like too realistic or too competitive or too much like you know a a call of duty style game because that's another thing too is like call of duty is pretty pretty low on this list as well which again stuck out to me i was like all right that's that's interesting because call of duty used to be a monster you know like that obviously before twitch was big call of duty was like the game and so it just kind of stuck out to me that Apex was so much lower than Fortnite. Like, I understand that Fortnite is is the king. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Or the queen, whatever you want to call it. King, queen, queen. Cersei's a queen, so she's ruling the whole thing. So it could it's be the queen. The emperor. Fortnite's the night king. It could be the night king. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the case, too. We don't even know. But it just kind of stuck out to me because I thought Apex, like, had that popularity. I thought it kind of gripped people in a way that was really going to start tugging at those Fortnite strings and like this is it's a drastic difference it's like 75 million viewer hours in difference which is yeah it's interesting it's just and what's crazy too are the things in between them yeah so you have league of legends you have gta 5 that one's stunning you have yeah it <laughs> is it is crazy. stunning i knew it was always popular but it's yeah. stunning that it's number three so, yeah because it's be. always consistently like one of the top selling games like every month still which is not right. another thing that's stunning but the fact that people are watching people play it because what stuck out there is because it's 83 million viewer hours but like the most streamed so this takes into account basically the average amount of channels that is streaming this game and for GTA 5, it's only 1,011, whereas Fortnite, it's 10,467. So, right, so there's just way more Fortnite streamers. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. only, you know, 17 million more viewer hours for Fortnite compared to GTA 5, which I think, like, that, those numbers, like, it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting yeah. ratio. Yeah. And then other things between Fortnite and Apex, just chatting. And that's where we come in, really. Our Twitch shows, I mean, that gets millions of, of viewer hours. For sure. We, we account for at least 50 million of those 58 million. And if yeah. if you guys disagree, don't tell us because don't, I don't won't listen. <laughs> then Hearthstone, then Counter-Strike, then Dota 2, then Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch is above Apex Legends. And I don't think the whole Overwatch tournament, that wasn't last month. Right? It was earlier than that in the year. I do know there have been... Overwatch League play has been going on, though. Yeah, but it's not even, like, a big event or anything like that, either. I think it's just because Overwatch is, like, still, like, the eSport game, in a sense. Or, well, it's the mainstream... Of like, it's the mainstream eSport yeah. game. Because League of Legends and, and all of that is, like, real... Like, that's that's yeah. got a lot of attention on eSports. But Overwatch is the one that's getting put on ESPN and shit like that, you know? So mm, I yeah. think more people are inclined to like 
watch that compared to like an Apex Legends where yeah. I just think it's because like everyone just is gravitating towards Fortnite. Maybe because it's the art style or maybe it's because of the events they do with like the Avengers and all that shit. I was yeah. going to say like they're in the middle of like, aren't they in the middle of like a big crossover Avengers yep. event right now? Yes. Fortnite? Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. definitely boosting. And then what is also interesting is what's right after Apex. So Apex has 25.1 viewer hours million. PUBG is right after at 20.6 million. Yeah. And then after that, which we're going to circle back to, is World of Warcraft. Because <laughs> we always have to circle back to it. No, well, we're going to circle back to it for a reason. We've already circled back to it. But that'll happen later. <laughs> It'll happen I later. Know. I'm going to predict it. It's going to. This is going to be his... That's his next big thing is World of Warcraft is going to be the next big, big thing. thing. Yeah. Is World of no. Warcraft <laughs> No. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. And then let's see. What other interesting stats were there? I'll, I'll point out a couple of things. Was one of the things I noticed is like Sekiro Shadows Die Twice shows up at twelve, yep. and then like Mortal Kombat Eleven is at nineteen. Mortal Kombat Eleven is at about six million. But again, they came out late in in April, so this yeah. is only talking about like the last thirty days. So six million viewer hours is pretty impressive for Mortal Kombat Eleven for sure. Um, and then you got Days Gone down there at about five million. Again, that came out on the twenty sixth, so they haven't had as much time to be streaming, but they're showing up there. The thing is, with all these, like, big release games, they just don't have the lasting power, you know? They don't stick yeah. around like all these other ones. Like, League of Legends and Fortnite have been top of the charts for, at, at this point, like, what? Like, two, three years? Two, At least two years. I don't know how long Fortnite's been out. I have to, is it 2017, right? I think so. I yeah. think it was 2017. Well, that was when the free-to-play Battle Royale came, came out at least. So, at least two years, those have been the top of the charts for as long as yeah, we can remember. And so... It sucks because like I think there's a lot of value in in those narrative driven games because I I feel like as a viewer it's almost like you get a movie experience but yeah. I just don't I just don't think it'll ever catch on just because I think people love that like quick paced action packed style of game for their viewership yeah I think what's I mean when did Mortal Kombat come out April 18th yeah okay so they haven't really had a full month but I mean it's like really low on this list which is also interesting on all these lists. I think that'll climb up streams because as you I see, like super smash brothers is still like 4 million and that came out in December. But I think mortal Kombat is be because mortal Kombat I feel like is such, I, I look at it as more of like a bigger fighting game in the, in the fighting game community. Cause smash is yeah. great for sure. Like I know smash is obviously smash super is so popular, but I think mortal Kombat just, there's something about, you know, the name Mortal Kombat. It carries a little bit more weight than Smash Brothers, I believe. Oh, I don't think that's so. That's a bold claim. That's a, that is a bold statement. I don't know. I, it's, it's been around for so long. I feel like the Smash community is more vociferous. <laughs> Maybe. That's a, your vocab word. <laughs> Maybe. Of the day. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe once I find out what that means, I'll agree with you. Well, I know because I know we have some fighting community members in our in our community. So uh, feel free to call in with your thoughts on Mortal Kombat versus mm. Smash Brothers and what you think carries a little bit more weight. I'd actually really love but to bring hear your us thoughts. the numbers. <laughs> bring us receipts. Or bring don't us call the numbers in at all because we don't want to do the research. <laughs> no, I mean I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, We've well, been doing a ton of research. Yeah, I feel like fighting games in general, though, like in terms of streaming, are a bit more niche as opposed yeah. to. Like, oh yeah. Shoot, like I don't think a fighting game will ever be bigger than like a sh say a shooter of any of any type, really. Yeah. No, I agree with like, that. Sh for like sure. shooters are like the premier, like I feel like stream game. Like if there's like a top 
stream game it's it's probably a shooter i agree with that statement uh unless it's a moba yeah i think mobas are even though league League is like the only exception for that though really what do you mean i mean in terms of like like i guess like dota no dota's up there yeah yeah but dota used to be way higher like years ago yeah league they've i think they have done a ton of work on watchability in my opinion dota has not still i find dota confusing to watch and i've played dota i've played league for right a long right time so like for me to say watching dota is confusing means that watching dota for anyone who doesn't play dota or never has is going to be extremely confusing see it's funny just to see like the the majority interests of people who want to watch games on Twitch kind of lies in that shooter type realm. And so it's like basically shooters, and then you got the mobile with League of Legends. Well, like it's shooters are like easy to watch. Like you always know what's happening on screen. That's true, and it's well, funny because like. Because my interests are just so different. Like I always loved watching like Toot stream because he'd always stream like those either story games. Like I remember he went on like a Bioshock kick. And I, it was just fun to watch because I enjoy watching somebody play through a narrative-driven game. And so it's weird to see how strong, like, these shooters are where it's just they appeal to so many more gamers than... And I guess that's where the conversation started, where it's like, single-player games are dead, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's just weird to see because those are the most like TV shows and movies, and they're the ones not being watched like TV shows or movies on this streaming service where you watch things. Not all. Well, you have for you have Fortnite. I don't count GTA as a shooter, do you? No, no. Uh, no. You have I don't Fortnite. Even know what I'd count GTA as? Yeah, Holy it's weird. Shit. It's like because you know they're not playing story mode. They're not. Yeah. They're watching people it's play like it online. G- like, what would you classify G mod? I feel like it's like closer <laughs> to that. Where it's just like yeah. it's just people showing off the weird shit that they've built. Okay. Well, you have uh, in most watch last month. You have Fortnite shooter. You have CS shooter. This is top ten. Overwatch, Apex and PUBG. Yep. So that's five. So that's 50%. Yep. But then all the other things, League is a MOBA, GTA is mix RPG shooting, it's, it's racing a, it's game. It's its own thing. Whatever. <laughs> then you have talk shows, Hearthstone, which is a card game. Yeah. Dota, which is another MOBA. So yeah, I guess five out of 10 is a lot. But like, then right after that, you have WoW, which is an RPG, Sekiro, RPG. Then you have Auto Chess. Is that chess? Auto auto chess. chess. And then you have FIFA and then Rainbow Six. So that's like most watch. And I think the difference we want to highlight is that there's only... There's two Battle Royales in the top 10. One is at number one, Fortnite. One is barely at number nine, Apex. And then, well, sorry, PUBG. So there's three. But one is clearly dominating. And there's other avenues to get into the top 10, too. You can be a card game. That's for sure. Let's just start so, playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Just so I think, start streaming Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's interesting. The last bit that I would like to throw into the pot is Wikipedia's list of most played games by player count. So this is global. This is not just the US or, or whatever, people that can stream on Twitch. It's global. Number one, with 660 million registered accounts as of September 2018, is Crossfire, an online tactical first-person shooter developed by Smilegate Entertainment, released in China by Tencent Games. 
which as we know tencent owns like so many game companies yeah they might have a shady background as well who knows it's, it's a it's 100 bootleg counter-strike <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent. So that's number one. Dungeon Fighter Online, as of June twenty eighteen, has six hundred million, which is was originally re- released in Korea. I'm gonna skip the next one because that hasn't been updated since twenty ten. Uh, Candy Crush is after that; hasn't been updated since twenty fourteen. Uh, PUBG is after that with four hundred million, June twenty eighteen, and I think Fortnite is eighth. No, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, Fortnite's eighth with 250 million registered account as of uh, March 2019. And then uh, League is down below with 100 million peak players. World of Warcraft's right after that at 14. So also like an interesting... I don't even know where Apex Legends is on this list. Uh, I think it thing, is in number 31. Yeah. Hey, with by the way... With 50 million registered accounts. By the way... Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Link's on there with 80 million. So, <laughs> holla at you, boy. Heart of the cards. Let's duel. Hello. <laughs> so that is that. And one thing that I'd also like to point out here is that in the top 10, you have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 of the game's business models in the top 10 are free-to-play, which means they're using microtransactions. One is pay-to-play, and that is PUBG, which also has microtransactions but you pay for the game originally and then one is subscription which is runescape which is a subscription base is it runescape but i think there's a free isn't there there might be like a trial a free free trial or something yeah runescape so if you're ever wondering oh why are all these games microtransactions well it's because the top 10 games in the entire world by player base eight of the 10 are free to play with microtransactions in fact like if you look at the top 30 like yeah 25 of them are free to play yeah that's it's, it's yeah, startling like crazy because you know that's the case is it's free to play and then and then exactly that microtransactions and so that's how so many people are playing this and viewing it because it is they're the most accessible games you know yeah but like and that's when you have to wonder is like what could possibly be the next craze because or like what could possibly take like twitch by storm and start actually contending with a Fortnite or a league of legends or a hilariously gta 5 mm-hmm. you have to take into account like it's got to be a game that's not only popular enough but accessible enough to get in the hands or in the interests of a vast group of people and so you can't do that with like some of these blockbuster games because even like a game like god of war where it's one of the best games i've ever played and if you're mm-hmm. making a list of perfect games, it's as close to perfect as you possibly could get because I still don't think there's ever such thing as a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Even something like that, it's it still doesn't appeal to like a vast audience because it is so it's so niche, you know, it's so like specific. It's it's these very narrative driven games with, you know, intense combat, some bloody scenes, and maybe that's not for every everybody. Mm-hmm. And again, you still have to pay sixty bucks for it. And not only that, you had to own a PS4 for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. these things, mm-hmm. they're on so many different platforms and they're free to play and when you're not playing it you everyone watch has a phone it. yeah everybody has a phone and when you're not playing it you just think about it so you want to watch it because maybe you want to get better yourself and watch good people play it so you can maybe learn some strategy or maybe you just enjoy viewing it constantly but i don't think we're ever going to see anybody really challenge 
those free-to-play models. I think eventually we'll find a challenger to Fortnite. All it's going to take is for somebody just to make that game. I don't know what that game is, but Fortnite can't last forever. Nothing ever does. That's who, who somebody said it. <laughs> nobody's ever gone. Yeah, nobody's ever gone. <laughs> anyway, my main takeaways is that it's interesting that Apex has lost so so many viewers, even though its user base has steadily increased uh, because I thought Battle Royales were completely dominating. But as we saw in the top 10 in viewership on Twitch, only three of them are. Yeah, that was something I was not expecting. I really expected Apex to be right up there. Mm. Yeah, which leads me to push us to the second part of our discussion, which is what's made these games successful and what is the secret sauce? What's the secret sauce in the next It's just Thousand hit? Island dressing. They keep telling you it's secret Ew. sauce. It's just Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> it's mayonnaise and ketchup Have you ever been to the Thousand together. Islands region? Yeah, I actually have a summer house out there. What? Huh? Really? <laughs> no, of course not. Oh. Why, would, why would I have that? <laughs> I don't know. I live with four other roommates. You think I could afford a summer Maybe you house? guys pooled your money. I don't know. Ryan? Is... I don't know. It's a summer pit. It's a hole in the ground that we dug, and we cover <laughs> it with true. leaves. That's actually exactly what it is. Days. You saw through my ruse. <laughs> to the oh, Thousand so. Islands we go. <laughs> anyway. Yes, secret sauce. <laughs> Here's what I think the secret sauce is for the next next big hit. Free to play. Yeah. On multiple platforms. Yep, for sure. Has a competitive aspect yep. to it. Low point of entry, low skill point of entry. So anyone can have fun playing it, but to get really good at it, you have to be really good at it. Is a shooter. I, I would guess a shooter. That's all I got so far for my secret sauce. Oh. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Where are so. you the one with the concrete idea? Those are concrete ideas. I thought you Dude. had like an actual. Game. That was literally just like Fortnite. Like you just like <laughs> Fortnite's the next Fortnite. <laughs> oh God! It's gonna be called Two Weeks. You're gonna be dropped in a minivan from the sky. And dropped from a minivan yeah, in the sky. Well, this one uh, that's too, that's like Fortnite, Matt. I don't know. This is a different game. Oh, this is a different game. This is a different weeks. game. You're gonna be oh, so you're in a minivan that minivan falls from the falls sky. Falls from the sky, and you drive in the minivan, but it slowly runs out of gas. Oh no! So you it have to be like Twisted Metal. Like, yeah, it's Battle Royale Twisted Metal. Yeah, and eventually, oh, yeah. So eventually, that's the initial phase. Initial phase of the game Five is Twisted Metal. Idea. It's Twisted Metal. You're fighting with other cars. And then eventually your car will run out of gas, but when it stops, it becomes like your base, comes like your hub. Yeah. So you, when you have to make no. sure you run out of gas in like a suitable zone so it doesn't just get like attacked. No. Don't say no. I'm not done. She's not done yet. <laughs> you didn't have a concrete idea. Right. You ran out of special sauce really fucking early. I do. <laughs> All right. So that, and then your zone, that's where you like can bring back your weapons and your ammo and your guns and you can, there's going to be crafting. Just gonna be crafting, and Matt's gonna. Do you have it. to hold three buttons for it? Because Matt's if you do, I'm out. You have to hold <laughs> ten buttons on your keyboard using each of your fingers. It's terrible. I'm <laughs> out. A uh, hard pass. Oh no. Hard pass. Okay, fine. You One, lost all your what, player base. Uh, I would. I would play the shit out of a twisted metal battle royale, though. If they did that, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, but it would be an apex, and then it would be gone. Anyway, here's Twi- ooh, twisted here's, metal's great. Here's we're back to the concrete. What I think is going to happen. I think you're going to see a more tournament-based shooter come back into play, like an Unreal Tournament, 
from back in the day. I know you've been on the Unreal Tournament coming back bandwagon for a bit. So th- that's I, surprising. Because I think one of the annoying things for people about a Fortnite or Battle Royale is that, and from a viewer perspective, you spend, well, one, I have yet to seen anyone make a Battle Royale tournament situation that is easy to watch as a viewer. Right, right, right. I've not mm-hmm. seen that. Every time I've watched a tournament as a viewer, it is boring. The camera work is terrible. It's hard to tell who's on what team. And there's no action. There's long periods of times where you're just sitting there. Yep. It's not an esport for the viewers in terms of that regard. Mm. So I think that's a major failing. Now, here's... So, I, I was going to say... I'm like, not I, done. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got more special sauce. He's ready to go. <laughs> here's the thing about an Unreal Tournament sort of game. There's Deathmatch. There's Team Deathmatch. There's Capture the Flag. Team Deathmatch, there's two teams. Highlight one in a color, highlight the other in a color. It's easy to tell them apart. You can watch it as a viewer. Yep. Capture Flag, two teams, red and blue. Easy to watch as a viewer. There can be easy to understand maps. Everyone is given the same weapons. There's not this all this time that you're spent picking up loot, finding loot. You find different armor. You go into a fight with an advantage over the other team. Battle Royales are inherently unfair for competitive play in that way. Yeah. There isn't too much of an element of luck for it to be truly competitive. In an Unreal Tournament, there's weapon spawns on the map. Everybody has access to those weapon spawns. They're often, the more powerful weapons are often in between the two spawns for the teams. So I think if they can execute a game like that, it could be the next new big viewer Twitch competitive game. Right, Matthew, what were you going to Okay, I was going to say, like, I I mostly do agree with you, but I also wanted to say, like, because you're you're bringing that up, do you think when Halo comes to the PC that that's going to, what do you think the Twitch (laughs) metrics on that are going to be? That's such a good question because Halo is so fucking good. I think, yeah, because not only does it combine Uh, fun gameplay and it's going to open up to some people because, like, again, I'm one of those people who don't have an Xbox, so... If it comes out on PC, I've never had an Xbox. Now this is my chance to finally play it. And not only is it like good multiplayer, but I think it hits on nostalgia. You know, mm. you're going to get tons of people who just want to watch it because it's like, I remember, you know, with my high school buddies, we played for hours and stay up until like five in the morning playing like mm. that. You can really also fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think so either. That. But here's what I'm saying. Like, because you, you, everything you described, I agree with. And I like wish, like I wish we could see that game and like see it like do well Twitch wise. But the thing is, like Fortnite is right now that's the biggest one on Twitch. And everything you described that like you complain that where people complain about, it doesn't look like when you're streaming it, you don't know what's happening. It just long stretches is where it's boring. Yeah. But it's still the hi- like highest rated thing on Twitch right now. People still watch yep. it. So when I'm saying like when the game like I'm describing, it's like, okay, that game sounds stupid and it sounds bad and I wouldn't want to watch it. People are watching that type of game right now. So I think like, even though I would like to watch the game you describe and I wish more people would like to watch that sort of game, I don't think they are. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. People are more in line with something like that's more in line with the current sort of thing that they're used to right now. 
which is Fortnite. I agree with you on that because like I I don't think Fortnite's going anywhere anytime soon. It's it's tough because like we I mean we've obviously have made it known that like we don't really play it, we don't really watch, don't really enjoy it. But like we all get it, like we understand how it appeals to everybody because it's one of the most accessible games, free to play on literally everything. And it's crossplay on most things, except it's a crossplay on Sony now. I can't remember. I think it might be, but um, yeah. I just i i i think because I agree with you in the sense that like I wish that there were there were more things to like challenge it or you know at least like give more variety. And that's I'm not saying like you can't find variety. Like if you want to watch something, you can easily find it on Twitch. There's pretty much anything out there on Twitch, and you can start like watching some small streamers, but. At the same time, like, I just don't think Fortnite's going anywhere on that, like, mainstream as, like, a Twitch main sh- mainstay because, like, it's got so much cachet at this Moxie. point. Moxie. It's got Moxie. Moolah. But, yeah, no, it's got, well, I it's got staying power. That's the big thing. It has staying power. I've got staying power. Yeah, we, we I know. think. <laughs> I think there's going to be, there's going to come a time where the middle schoolers and high schoolers that really love Fortnite are going to get a little bit older and Fortnite won't be cool anymore. I feel like popularity in middle school and high school, popularity of things comes yeah. and goes really quick. For sure. Mm-hmm. Your tastes change. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's definitely I think it's not going to be cool at some point and people are just going to stop. Yeah. These youngins are just going to stop. It's going to be like the what were those things like called? Like Crazy Bone? The spinny thing. Came and went. What is Digimon? What? Beyblades? No. Oh, Beyblades. Fidget spinners. Came and went. Fidget spinners. Fidget spinners yeah. came and went. Mm-hmm. Fortnite? It's been sticking around for a bit here. here. Did you say Beyblade came and went? Beyblades I, were pretty cool. In fact, it did say cool. Beyblade Were they ever really big? Oh, I would say they were big. I would, I'd big amongst like the really like super nerdy kids, but I don't remember like everyone having a Beyblade. <laughs> All right, all right, I guess you're right. Maybe Beyblade and Fortnite aren't on the same level, I, but hey. Like, I, I had a Beyblade, okay, but I did not know a lot of other people with Beyblades. I think the, the whole thing with, like, Fortnite, because, like I've said, it has that staying power, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough to dethrone it because, like, I thought Apex was probably the best shot you had because that one was free-to-play because the thing about Black Ops 4 is, yes, they're – Battle Royale mode was very mechanically sound. It was a lot of fun to play for sure. But that's the thing where you had to shell out, you know, $60. And then they eventually were like, I think it was like 30 bucks you could get it without one of the modes. I forget which one. But still, you had to pay for it. And so that turns a lot of people off because there was no campaign mode for it. And so you had to hope that these people buying it, you know, a $60 game wanted to just do these online modes. And so because Fortnite is so accessible, I think it's going to take a lot to dethrone it. And I think it's going to take somebody to make another free-to-play game that's different than a Battle Royale that can hopefully attract some attention. Because I agree, I I prefer what you were saying, Matt, where it's a more team-based, like, competitive thing that's easier to follow. Because that's why I like watching Overwatch at this point, because over the years, they've gotten better with how they position the cameras to make your to make it so you can kind of see more that's going on so you're not just following one person so that's entertaining but i I can't sit back and watch a battle royale because it's just one person like you said if they're just like camping Mm -hmm. or if they're just hunting down material that's not entertaining Mm. i i will say i think matt is on to something when he's when you're talking about like the current generation aging out of fortnite 
Yeah. I think that might be the only way that Fortnite kind of loses its spot there because I feel like it's so ingrained in like sort of the like pop culture and sort of like people's minds of like and just like video games in general like every kid knows what Fortnite is the parents of these kids know what Fortnite is it's it's like so deeply entrenched into like everyone's sort of idea of video games that it's not just like something else is going to come out and people are just going to like suddenly just flock to that I think I like agree. people are just going to grow out of it and eventually it'll kind of go back to square one and then something else will just come along. Uh, all you have to do is look at the dance moves. They took like actually known dance moves and then now mm. everybody just calls them the Fortnite dances. Like they're not the Fortnite dances. They're just dance moves yeah, that are in Fortnite. So like that's really like annoying. that. that's going to your point, Matt. Oh, is like that's how deeply ingrained it is in everybody. And when you say like, yeah, they might age out, but what there's just the next generation coming up and we have to hope. Is like I'd like to see somebody challenge Fortnite, and I think you two agree. I don't. I definitely don't think it's going away like any time and within like the next few years. I think it's going to be be around for a bit because they do manip. They do change themselves, you know. Where they like they're always kind of doing these events. So there's so many updates. Yeah, there are. Yeah. So credit to them for trying to stay fresh, and like I said, that staying power is no. ridiculous. But and that's just us. That's just that's just us. <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> So that's just us. <laughs> well, anyway. Well, that has been that honestly like that was a surprising conversation because I didn't think that some of those numbers that we read were going to be what they were. But if you guys have any thoughts on what's going to be the thing to challenge Fortnite, if you have some concrete ideas filled with special sauce or if you have some wild speculation, give us a call at 3475095620. And with that, it's on to patch notes, but before that, I think we have a little uh little ad read. For the viewers. We do. Do you love microtransactions that affect gameplay? Do you love XP boosts? Do you love loot boxes with low chances to get cool gear? Do you love paying $20 for the latest class introduced into the game? Do you love playing games on your mobile device against people playing games with mouses and keyboards? Well, if you do, I've got the game for you. It's called Evil Tim Knight, and it is brought to you by Evil Tim Industries. Buy Evil Tim Knight now. All right. <laughs> it's free to play. Of course. <laughs> Thanks, Evil Tim, for your lasting sponsorship. Yes, we love you, Tim. I love you more. Well, all right. You had to do it. You no. didn't just one-up me. <laughs> just had to one-up me. I love you 3,000. Oh, whoa. Spoilers. This <laughs> is spoilers. Right, well, it's time for patch notes, and this is patch notes 5.1.19. In which we update you on the latest gaming news that broke since last we spoke. This is patch notes. Wow, that was pretty impressive. I didn't know you had that kind of energy for that. I didn't know I had it in there. Yeah. Had it in me. I'll go first. Okay. I'll just take it. Just do it. So, the Sea of Thieves anniversary update has hit. Why are we talking about this? Well, Sea of Thieves has been in the public mindset for a while, and I feel like it's an example of a developer that has tried a few things to keep the player base interested, and has had some less, you know, some success on Twitch with streamers like um, Summit and people like that coming to play the game and show it off, and I feel like people generally get pretty invested in it when yeah. it's, uh, you know, when new content comes out. 
And so this is from directly from their anniversary update on their uh, website. And so they book it as an expanded enriched experience that builds on last year's maiden voyage and a whole range of game-changing ways. And so what are some of those game-changing ways? Well, they have a new storyline in Sea of Thieves, which is interesting because that's a lot of what was lacking in the original release. Delving deeper into the lore of our favorite pirate paradise. So you're going to follow a series of narrative adventures surrounding existing characters, taking you to new places. So it'll be interesting to see what that is like, since I feel like it would be really their first foray into maybe an extended storyline. Yeah. Uh, and then they're also adding in what they call the arena, which is a new competitive mode, which is interesting because the whole game is PvP. Yeah. <laughs> um, at, uh, but they did add in where you can join fleets and stuff, which perhaps sort of lessens the amount of PvP going on. But in the arena, you are sort of just like drop down into an area where you're battling like four other crews and you have to um, get the treasure on the island, I think, first before any of the other crews. You probably have to bring it back. There's a new trading company. There's fishing. Kate. Oh, boy. Kate. (laughs) Uh, And then there's going to be some more uh, just like bug improvements, things like that. And there's also a harpoon. Sweet. Which you can shoot it on on things and ship. (laughs) And attach your ship to crap. Oh, can you shoot it at the Megalodon and like get towed by it? Oh, I hope so. That would be amazing. There she blows. Oh, we never circled back to wow. Thank God. Oh, (laughs) fuck, fuck, fuck. We missed it. Did we wait till next week? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll find some way to bring it up organically. <laughs> My only point about WoW was was going to be that they've done a ton of work to make it more of a competitive scene. Nice. Well, talk about okay, that next whatever. week. Yes. <laughs> Who wants to talk about patch notes? Whose patch notes are next? I will go next. So I have from IGN.com by Matt Perslow. Blizzard is not attending Gamescom 2019. So from the article, Blizzard has announced that it will not be attending Gamescom, Europe's largest game show, this year. In a post on the Blizzard website, the developer said, As part of our renewed effort this year to maintain our focus on development for our current games and our future projects, we won't have a booth at Gamescom 2019. The company will still have a stall at the Gamescom shop area, however, where visitors will be able to buy Blizzard gear and products. Traditionally, Activision Blizzard always has a substantially large booth on the Gamescom show floor, with Blizzard's games making up a significant part of the area. The company has often used the European show as a place to make some major announcements too, but it looks like fans of Overwatch, World of Warcraft, and Blizzard's other games won't be getting any news this August. We're also looking forward to sharing more details about the projects we're currently working on when the time is right, Blizzard added. It may be that the company's next major announcements are made at BlizzCon, which is traditionally held at the Anaheim Convention Center in early November. Excuse me, every November, not early November. Blizzard laid off 209 staff earlier this year as part of Activision Blizzard's restructuring. It is unclear if this restructure is what has led to the decision to focus on development and not attend Gamescom this year. I don't know about that last part just because, like, I feel like that's just kind of like throwing it out there. I don't know because th- there wasn't any like sources cited where it's just like people were saying this could have been because of that. So I feel like it is just kind of like throwing out like a little bit of speculation at the end. So, I mean, there's a chance that that could have, you know, caused it. But I also think we're seeing a lot more game companies stop doing certain conferences. Like we've seen what's happening at E3 this year. 
And I think it's because like one of the things I've noticed is because like of the Nintendo Direct model and things like that, where companies might just be able to put on their own showcases and not have to pay as much money. So yeah, it could definitely be tied to a layoff because now they just don't have as many people to separate their resources to, you know, work on the games and then also go show off the games at these certain events. But I think it's kind of interesting to see that because they mentioned like they're going to do more at BlizzCon. So that kind of goes with how Sony ditching E3, although they canceled their PSX, which is usually their big show. So I, I think we're seeing like more companies almost go their own way and be like, we're going to talk about things when we want to talk about them on our own time, on our own platforms, which it's an, it, it's an interesting shift uh, from what I'm seeing. Mm. Yeah. But I know Blizzard's your 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 uh, eternal bay, your as eternal, I put it, your eternal partner for life. <laughs> well, like I said previously, like I'm worried about Blizzard. I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. I don't know if they're gonna do like another Diablo. I don't know. I mean, they're coming out with more and more content for WoW. I don't know what's happening with Overwatch, and Activision is a demon. So, so if they're saying to to focus on development, right? That's what yeah. they said. Yep. I mean, you can say anything to get out of a major games. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's all with all these things, like right? taking it with a grain of salt. But if they're waiting till November for like more things at BlizzCon, obviously BlizzCon is their big thing. And, you know, BlizzCon this past year didn't go over so well, as some, some may say. So I think they're really putting their, their eyes on BlizzCon in the sense that like there's going to be a lot of pressure on them at that point because you had a disappointing one this year. Now you're skipping Gamescom, which you typically have a pretty big presence at, and just being like, check out BlizzCon this year. We'll tell you all about what what we're working on. So naturally, their fans are going to expect a big announcement come November. Yeah. We'll see. I think it's interesting. Give me a big announcement. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's my patch notes. All right, Matthew. All right. So my article, it's by uh, Heather Alexandra from Kotaku. And it's called Ronda Rousey being in Mortal Kombat 11 is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I read this article. Okay. And she's not wrong. <laughs> okay. it, now, the article mostly goes on to kind of describe uh, Ronda Rousey's sort of checkered, you know, public image, you know, yep. at best. 2013, she shared a conspiracy video regarding uh, Sandy Hook. It's called out on it, <laughs> quite obviously. And then she said something about, like, oh, doing research is more patriotic than blindly accepting what you're told. And then, like, event, like the next day, she issued, like, an apology, which is, like, very obviously, like, you have to, like... Yeah, you got to say something. <laughs> you get it. And then there was something else about... She made some, like, off-color comments about a uh, transgender fighter who uh, was, um, ma- I believe, yeah, it was male to female. Yep fighting in the ufc and there was this sort of controversy about like okay like is should she be allowed to fight because she's, oh my god she's yeah. and, it, and it's still this whole thing yeah and she's uh, she said some horrible fucking yes, things she has some pretty like not great things about that and uh this like obviously like yeah like someone's character being called into question like obviously and then having them portray this character and putting them in here I can see why people would definitely be upset. Um, one other thing that she doesn't really get too into in the article, she is a horrible actress. 
<laughs> I know, yeah. Ron like, is not good. Outrageously bad. Yeah. To, th- to the point where, like, like, I was listening just to, like, sound clips and, like, parts of, like, the story and the other things from the game. And I'm just like, this is unbelievable. Like, did anyone, like, clear this? Did they do, like, a screen test or something, like, to do with any of the voice clips it oh, made, no. like it yeah why was, didn't they just have like an actual actor do it, it doesn't Be- even make sense just because it's sense. Yeah. like it's I'll not tell like, you why <laughs> but it's like okay oh she's like a ufc fighter she's like a real fighter it's like Yo, yeah, it's, but you're not it's so dumb it's not a movie you're not like showing her she's sitting in a sound booth like saying things it doesn't like she's not actually portraying sonia blade she's not like doing moves so she it, also sucks compared to sonia blade i know Oh, I have feelings about all this because I'm a a WWE fan and obviously Ronda Rousey had been in WWE WWE this past Mm -hmm. year. And after like Mortal Kombat had like the reveal, she like wrestled a match in Sonya Blade's outfit. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is terrible. But I agree because like she's a terrible actress. She's she's just very awkward. Like she doesn't have any fluidity to what she's doing. No charisma, like no like any sort of like. Yeah personality like it's, it's just and that's like the thing is you add that onto sad. all of her like shitty checkered past and you're like come on like w- what's the point at like she hasn't been big in the ufc in years ever since she got yeah. knocked out by holly holm and then again by amanda nunez and so i i don't know i just think they're like yeah, yeah seemed, I, I agree like get woefully, a real actress yeah. woefully out of touch doing yeah like, it doesn't oh, yeah. make any sense it's like some of the lines are so it's all bad. for the combat coins, buddy. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't have needed the combat coins if they didn't waste money hiring her. Wow. Honestly, that's not. I mean, that's not a bad uh, opinion considering she probably cost a lot of fucking money. <laughs> like some of the, like it literally sounds like she can't even read for some of them. It's like she's almost saying them phonetically. Yeah, she's not a good actress, and like it sucks because like yeah, what what Heather's point in that article too was just like. As you know, as part of the LGBTQ community, I don't want like I want to play Mortal Kombat, but I can't support you know her being in this game, and yeah, so, okay. and that and that's another thing. It's just like it sucks because like why did she have to be in it? You know, yeah, that's 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 what <laughs> I mean. Really like stupid. there's no reason. This could have been like entirely like no reason. Yeah. In this game. All right. Well, that was patch notes five point one point one nine. Steve. Yeah. How you doing? We got a couple of voicemails. Well, that's us. That's us. So first one, <laughs> God damn, the, the the transcript for this is ridiculous. So first voicemail from our good friend Rianne. Let's check it out. Oh, wow. Hey, plus one, it's Rianne, or Green Bean Orion, however you want to. I'm curious to see how Google translates that one. I'm a little bit behind, but I am really disappointed that in Jeff Stranding, Death finds a way that you forgot to neglect... <laughs> Your possible teammate, Randy Quaid, from Independence Day, where he flies up to these aliens and says, Hey, boys, I'm back. I think that you're missing a great opportunity there, uh, so you should really consider adding a teammate option to Randy Quaid from Independence Day. I hope that's his name. I might be wrong. Love what you guys are doing. Great podcast, and I can't wait to the next one. Thanks. So thank you, Rianne, but I will say... Everybody just go Google Randy Quaid and see what he's up to these days because that dude is fucked. <laughs> I am shocked Jeff Stranding is not viral by now. 
give mm. it time, pal. Give it time. Those things okay. have to simmer. But I I do have to read the transcript so of this good. one. The transcript is so good. Hey, plus one, 3 a.m. I think that <laughs> oh. should be our new name. Mm-hmm. Or Green Bean Orion. It still says Green Bean Orion. I think that's how she identified herself, though, so never mind. However you want to, I'm curious to see how Google translates that one. I'm a little bit behind, but I'm really disappointed that in Just Standing, Just Standing, (gasps) (gasps) that in Just Standing, that's finds a way that you forgot to neglect your possible teammate, Randy Quaid from Independence Day, where he flies up to these aliens and says, Hey, Beloris Limbeck. I think that you're missing a great opportunity there, so you should really consider adding a team option to Randy Quaid from Independence Day. So the rest is normal, but (laughs) Beloris. Hey, Beloris. Beloris, she waits. Just standing. Just standing. That's great. So we have another voicemail from our good friend Jeremy, the nerdy teacher. And I do just have to mention, so in this voicemail, he mentions how, because he's, he's a teacher and the school gets a threat of a possible shooting. Nothing bad happens, but I just want to let people know that that's what this voicemail kind of starts out as. Uh, but it ends up being a, a pretty heartfelt voicemail that is actually going to lead to a podcast topic for us later this month. Hey, Plus One Player. It's your longtime fan, uh, Jeremy, the nerdy teacher. And I got a bit of a harrowing story for you guys. So last week, uh, late Wednesday night, we got a voicemail uh, from the principal of my school saying that our school was the named target in a school shooting threat. Uh, Someone had scrawled a foreboding message on a water tower towards the back of campus, and uh, no one knew who wrote it. No one knew whether or not it was credible, but uh, it just mentioned uh, April 25th. So it was obviously terrifying. The threat was just vague enough that the... uh, School stayed open. It didn't close the campus. Obviously, a lot of kids chose to stay home, but we teachers, we went and uh, we had this roller coaster of emotions, uh, student and teacher alike. You know, wondering if we live in fear and you know, what can you do to protect yourself in such a horrible situation like this? And we, as a community, really grappled with our own mortality in this way that we never had before. And uh, like I said, we learned of this threat that, uh, at night. Um, and this threat was naming the following day as a potential event. And so we all had this decision of whether or not to go to school and, you know, what you do with potentially your last night on Earth. And so um, it was 11 o'clock. My wife was already asleep. And I was 70% finished with Spider-Man on PS4. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Steve will understand when I say that the main villain of the story had just been revealed. And the idea of dying before finishing that game upset me way more than it should have. Oh my and so I had this, con- I had this choice, like, you stay up all night and, you know, risk dying tired just to finish this game. <laughs> um, Jeremy! So, uh, I rolled the dice and decided the universe would not let me die before finishing such a fantastic game. And thankfully... Nothing happened. I, I wouldn't have been laughing about it if something did, obviously. Uh, it was an empty threat, and, uh, you know, no one got hurt. Nothing even happened, and we believe we know who did it, so that's being investigated and handled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very happy to say that Spider-Man uh, did not disappoint me when I finally got to finish it. That that game is fantastic, just like Steve said in his spoiler cast, and is definitely worth surviving for. So if you haven't checked out Spider-Man on PS4, definitely do so before you might not have the chance. So 
anyway, plus one players. Um, thanks for letting me share my story with you guys. Thanks for all the podcasts, and I look forward to many more. Thanks. So first and foremost, shout out to Jeremy and all the other teachers who still went. Yeah. Like that can't be a, a fun thing to have to deal with. Like that mm, that takes some inca- incredible courage. That type of stuff. It's it's really impressive that the teachers are the ones who still they'll go in. So credit to you guys for being super courageous. But the the reason why that that voicemail sticks out so much is it, it kind of gives that that thought is like the last night on earth, and that's what we're kind of thinking of for a pod podcast topic. And it kind of goes into like the, you know, the, the whole game of Thrones thing that we were dealing with over the past few episodes where before the battle for Winterfell, they had that nice little moment in the fire place area. And so we need a fireplace. We do need a fireplace for this, but that's for the future topic. It'll be within the next couple of weeks. We're going to be doing that where we're going to be talking about what games would we experience on our last night on earth if we had, well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll play with the, the rules of time for that one. So that way we can try to experience a few ones, but I'm glad you enjoyed Spider-Man. I'm glad everything turned out okay. And thank you, as always, for calling in, Jeremy. We're, Jeremy, we really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, thanks, Jeremy. Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Sorry you had to deal with that. My yeah. mom has also had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I hope no one has to ever deal with that again. And I hope our laws change to affect that change. Mm. And that's all I'll say about that. And that's ah! us. But I can't wait to talk about World of Warcraft more. Yes, that's for sure. That's <laughs> exactly I'm sure what you'll get your be. chance. <laughs> can't wait for that not like you're on a video game podcast (laughs) (laughs) but with that we appreciate the voicemails Rianne and jeremy you guys are great thank you so much for being part of the community and it is time to wind down episode 78 so if you've enjoyed this episode or anything else that we've produced go on over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on whether that be spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune in iheart radio podcast addict pocket cast whatever it is leave us a like subscribe to us write us a review it goes a long way and we really appreciate the support and of course, if you've appreciated this or any other content we produce, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every single dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it be the best podcast it could possibly be. It is the first of the month and our blooper reel is live. So for just $3 a month, you can watch us hilariously stumble through creating this podcast. Every month we have one. I think we have like a, almost a year's worth now. We're close. We're getting there. So plenty of bloops to enjoy if you become a $3 or more Patreon supporter. So we'd love to have you. So now it is time to wind down episode 78. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. And we will talk to you all very soon. Somebody said it. <laughs> nobody's ever gone. Yeah, nobody's ever gone. <laughs> nobody's ever really gone. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy, I can't wait to be disappointed. <laughs>